Good afternoon and welcome to the latest episode of La Magicast. I'm your host Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 196. We're recording on Tuesday afternoon, the day after Roma's defeat away in Bergamo, 3-1 to Atalanta. A, a, a defeat which may come with consequences. Um, injuries, ahoy. Um, that hit Roma at the worst time of the season. With me this afternoon, I have Joey. How are you, Joey? Good. How are you, Scott? I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm enjoying the second week of my time off work. I'm off to a game in about an hour and a half, a rearranged game. I had a lovely Saturday out in London, went to a new ground and saw Swindon win 5-1 and enjoyed... um, Enjoyed the delights of some food in Kingston, London. It was a very good day. But, yeah, enjoying enjoying some time off. Um, enjoyed some football over the weekend. And I would say I did I did and didn't enjoy Roma yesterday. Um, as we were talking off pre-pod, I'm not really too bothered about the result. I'm more worried about the injuries, <laughs> which we will talk about. Um, but, yeah, it's, I can't complain. Um, how about yourself? Enjoying... Uh, the warm weather of spring in Canada. Yeah, finally, since we had this uh, crazy ice storm two weeks ago where literally it froze up all branches, causing them to fall. Ever since then, it's been uh, nice and sunny. I mean, I can't complain. It's been it's been enjoyable weather to get out and walk. It uh, just makes the day go better. Just if we can sprinkle some, you know, Roma wins, I mean, it'll make it even sweeter. But no, it's it's been, uh, it's been go- good overall. Can't complain. Good to hear. We were going to have a third appearance of, of uh, a third appearance, a third person, English Scott. Um, uh, Imran was going to join us this, this afternoon, but he got caught in the traffic from his job and he sends his regards and his apologies. And I've asked him if he could come on next week when we've got three games to talk about next week with the, the busy schedule. We have a midweek round of action next week, which... It's going to be interesting, but we're not here to talk about that now. We're here to talk about the past of yesterday. Roma travelled to Bergamo um, after the exploits of Thursday, last Thursday, and with Lazio losing, Juventus losing, both Milan clubs winning, there was something in the air in Bergamo, and I think the... I was going to say... The probably the most diehard of Roma fans is probably something thinking there's probably something that's not gonna arrive, it's not gonna happen. The stars were not aligned, and Roma were defeated 3 1 away in Bergamo. Um, three costly defensive mistakes, two from the same person, one a goalkeeper mistake. Roma scored from their only shot on target. Um, frustrating would you say Joey because they pretty much controlled the game but individual mistakes two mistakes for the first goal a second mistake from defender for the second goal and a goalkeeper mistake for the third if it wasn't for the individual mistakes Roma could really could have got something out of the game yes definitely um, this all came down to certain episodes like Mourinho said rather than uh, you know an overall uh, just poor performance, which it wasn't the case. Uh, that's what makes it frustrating. So yesterday's loss to me wasn't a loss where Roma had the pressure of uh, winning and 
keeping up with Juventus and Lazio, considering that they lost. This was more on fatigue, uh, physical and mental, and it showed because normally when you have uh, some sort of uh, uh, physical and mental fatigue, you'll find more individual and costly mistakes rather than just an overall poor performance. I liked, for the most part, how they played, maybe creating chances. Uh, They weren't best at it yesterday, but as an overall game, I thought they were pretty solid. They had a better XG than Atalanta. Certain players stood out. uh, Certain players did pretty well. And then certain players just had a bad night with individual mistakes. So um, I don't mind the way they played, but I'm disappointed, obviously, in the result. I I concur, completely agree. Um, it was just three very basic mistakes, four if you count, two for the same goal. The first goal was with Tammy Abraham losing the ball high up on the Roma's right-hand side after a clearance which fell to him um, and then... Duvan Zapata rolled his defender, putting across to Paslic, who Banyas was man-marking, then dropped off, which created the space for Paslic to volley home. A wonderful effort. Then we saw the, 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 the quadruple substitutions in the second half. Went for a three to a four, which I thought, okay, this would look good. Took off one of the centre-halves. Um... Had Chelik players like a, a probably like a third centre midfielder in possession. I would say, coin the phrase inverted wing back. I rewatched parts of it, yes, uh, earlier and did my analysis on social media. Um, but then concede again from a corner. Ibanez losing Palomino. The less we talk about Palomino, the better. We'll probably talk about Palomino in a moment when he tried to butcher a certain player. Got the goal from open play, um, Lorenzo Pellegrini. Great goal. Celic, Bellotti, lovely first touch. And then, why? Why Why do Romeo want to shoot themselves in the foot? Why? Rory Patricio failing to gather a ball, which Diego Lorente shepherd back to him and then Toon Cook Miners volley just slotted home and then we had the two injuries of Dabala getting butchered and Lorente with a thigh injury. It was it was a very costly evening, wasn't it, Joey? Very, very costly mistakes and then just bad luck with some injuries. Should we talk about Dabala getting butchered? One of the yeah. worst, one of the worst tackles I've seen in a long, long time. His leg is not supposed to bend like that. Luckily, it was an ankle sp- ankle sprain, but Arati should have sent off Palomino, shouldn't he? Oh yeah, he definitely should. It's uh, it's we're coming up to the third game in a row where we should have had someone sent off. Uh, I don't know what Arati's thinking on it. Uh, I don't even know what Palomino's thinking. It's just. It's something you don't have to do. I mean, the game at 3-1, uh, the, the tie, uh, certainly at that point, it's going to be over. I, I don't understand his thinking of going into that challenge, but it it, it was horrible. It was horrible to see. Luckily, uh, Dybala didn't have anything broken, but Irati should have definitely uh, sent him off. But 
before that, Scott, um, I'm glad you brought it up with the the change in shift. I mm. that's the that's the part I liked in Roma when I know it it could cost you by bringing on certain players that are not a hundred percent, but you have to Mourinho has to try to to get to get something out of the game given the situation and. You know what? They almost did it. I I thought Pellegrini played well again yesterday. He um, did, yeah. Yeah, it's the third third game in a row he's played well, and this will be key once we talk a little bit more about the injuries. You know, if they're out for a while, he'll be key to orchestrate the attack. Um, he did very well in in terms of getting the team going, and when they made that shift again to the back four, they looked pretty positive. I'm I'm not too sure defensively. I mean, the goal they gave up, the goal they gave up. Uh, while they were in a four-back, that's just a Patricio mistake. Mm. So that's really not on defense in the shape. But I thought they did well. They could have really pushed for another one. They 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 looked pretty good, and they were creating they were creating chances up until you know uh, they did score, and then you thought maybe they can get another, but then Patricio had the mistake. So overall, that's that's the part I'm not disappointed. But yeah, I'm disappointed in um, in Ibanez. Uh, for sure, poor marking. Uh, we talked about this. I don't know if they lost a little bit of trust in him, but it's been happening a little more recently. But he's now going to be forced to play. So uh, there's no Urente, which he injured his thigh, and there's no Smalling for the next little while. So he's going to have to s- step up. Maybe we'll shift to a back four. So so uh, again, they, they seem to uh, not let things bother them, I would say even though they have everything against them right now. But we'll see. I mean, uh, losing the defenders is one thing I, I would think. Well, Smalling is really important, but getting to back to Dybala's injury, losing him, it's it's uh, it's a key. It's obviously uh, the biggest player for us in the attack. He's the only one that gets things going because our, our forwards have been struggling, our other forwards. So uh, nasty challenge. I hope he can make it. And if not, uh, I think... Lorenzo Pellegrini is going to have to be the one to be key because he's the only one that's been stepping up since uh, since the last few games and since these injuries have been happening to uh, to Dybala. Yeah, if he's not fit for Saturday, uh, maybe you could pencil in in for the Monza game on the Wednesday. Uh, maybe if not, at worst case, Inter depending because yeah. they're only doing. Uh, a test tomorrow to reveal reveal how bad it was, but the fact I know he was on one leg, Scott. But the fact I, I think I still think it's a sign. The fact that he carried on, I, mm. I know because they couldn't make any subs, uh, makes me think that you know if it was really really bad, I, I don't even think he would have kept continue on the pitch. Um, I, I think Mourinho gives uh, gives what we say carte blanche in French. Uh, to to Dybala, like he he manages himself whether he's good to good to play, not good to play. I think he gives him anything. Give basically gives him the keys. Mm. So um, if Dybala really wasn't feeling well and he knew it would have made it worse by just staying there, I don't think he would have. I, I think Dybala knows his own own body best, and uh, you could see it between him and Mourinho. Uh, I don't think Mourinho has any uh, makes any decision on Dybala. I think Dybala makes his own. You know, barring a few things, but for his injuries, I really think Dybala, as soon as he knows he can't go, he gets off. And I think he's done a better job at managing it uh, than the previous years at Juventus. So back to what I was saying, I think it's a signal that if he was able to 
continue for the rest, even though he, he was hopping around. Uh, I, I don't think he'll be out for too long. But again, we do have Milan Saturday. And I mean, that's directly for fourth spot as we're tied right now. So hopefully he's not out too long. And if he is, it uh, let's let's hope Pellegrini can, you know, can solve uh, our scoring issues until Dybala comes back. Fingers crossed. The other one was Diego Lorente, who went off with a, what was it, thigh, maybe a muscle injury could have been hamstring I thought it was hamstring and it looked quite serious when he when he got um substituted right near the end or not substituted he was taken off because uh, he, he couldn't move basically um that's probably a bigger loss also because he has come in in the defense and played pretty well um but he did have a tough game yesterday because he was up against Duvan Zapata Zapata Duvan Zapata third time Scott um, who probably was on his way back to his best he was um, rolling defenders and giving Roma's back three then back four a bit of chaos and a bit of hard time but Lorente that's going to be a tough tough loss also isn't it yes it is I thought he did okay but uh, you know his one weakness is coming up to strikers like against Zapata um, mm. if you had Smalling I don't I don't even think Zapata would have had a good game the first time they played each other I think Zapata did play some minutes I, I don't think he did very well against Smalling if you had Smalling there I think it would have been a completely different game for for Duvon but um, against Arente, that's that's one of his weaknesses. Uh, I think is a striker like him, very strong, physical, back against the goal type. Um, that's not Arente's game. It's not his best quality, anyways. But he still, I mean, he had to foul him a few times. He still did well. But yeah, it, it will be a big loss. And I, I'm at at this point, the positives I've seen from the back four. You might have to risk a little in terms of defense, but these games you have to win. He, I don't I don't think they can hope for a draw anymore. Um, I know we're playing Milan this weekend. I might be kind of crazy to say it, but back four might be our option. I, I think it's better than running your only three center backs. And if you risk one getting injured, I, I think uh, I think you're asking for trouble at, yeah. at that point. I, I think they need to, uh, because of the loss of both defenders, which is massive for Roma, I, I think they need to go to a back four and um, and just try to attack. I know it's probably... Not part of their game plan. I mean, other teams have done it where they struggle in the back four, go to back three, let's do the opposite. Milan did it, right? They were struggling in their back four. He went to back three for a little bit. Maybe this can help us for a few games. Go to a back four, get get a get an extra midfielder or an extra uh, winger slash attacker out there. And, you know, let's, let's see what we can do. That was going to be my next point, but um, we, I'll jump a bit further into it. I might ask... How would you be set up against Milan on um, on Saturday? Um, you mentioned one of the defenders. Um, he was at fault for two of the goals yesterday. And we were talking over on WhatsApp yesterday also about him. Um, he's been linked with Newcastle United, uh, which has come out today. Um, Roger Ibanez, he, he came in on Thursday, did well, was part for the goal um, and played pretty well. But he has these lapses, his concentrations, and yesterday was his game where he struggled. Well, he's going back to Bergamo because he did play for Atalanta. Um, he struggled against Edison and against Zapata um, and was at fault for two of the goals. 
you, if Lorente wasn't didn't get injured, I could see. Could you see? Sorry, that Lorente surpassing Ibanez because his form has dropped quite a bit in some games. And I feel as as we talked on WhatsApp that Jose may have lost a bit of trust in him. I believe he has, and I think Lorente was on the verge of surpassing him. Um, we wouldn't have been able to know due to Smalling's injuries for a few weeks, but. I mean, statistics don't lie. Um, Urente, I think this is the first time he started a match and the other team has scored, uh, which was Pasalic's goal, but it wasn't even at fault of his. It was at fault of Ibanez. But every time Ibanez is on since the derby, it's it's uh, been trending in the wrong direction for him. I mean, he uh, he was at, you know, he got the two yellow cards in the derby. Uh, he, was, he was at fault for the goal against... Um, Feyenoord, he was at fault for two goals uh, this game. So he hasn't been doing very well lately in terms of marking concentration. I think he still steps up brilliantly and he's good at anticipating and reading uh, passes when they come. But when it comes to marking from uh, whether it's set pieces or crosses lately, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know where, where what he's thinking or... or or what you know what's going on with him, but yeah, he's definitely losing concentration, and he may lose his starting spot. I mean, this is a big opportunity though for him, Scott. Um, he can he can show how good he is right now. It's he has a chance because we have unfortunately we have nobody else. So we'll have to see the play out. Uh, can he adjust to a back four if we go to it? Maybe. Uh, this is also a Mancini. Uh, every time we need to go to a back four, it's Mancini that comes out right. So. I never seen the partnership of them two without their third center back. So this will be interesting to see for both of them. Both of them have played in a back four before. Both have played under Mourinho in a back four. Remember last season up until, what would you say, November time? Roma played in a back four um, with Mancini and Ibanez. And then he switched to get more defensive covering for Smalling to play alongside them. Um, Mancini. Was Smalling injured, Scott? Sorry I th- to interrupt. I think he was injured for, for yeah, part of last season. And then Fonseca played Mancini in the back four with Smalling when Fonseca first died. So I think he was probably, I think both can play there. Um, how would you set up against Milan? Would you go 4 2 3 1? Because you could play a back three, but it'd be Kumbula. Mancini and Abanez, and that's already given me PTSD already. You could play- yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't. I, I'd only maybe uh, depending the situation. I would only switch to that back three if maybe they're winning and close out. Want to game. see it out? Yeah, yeah. Um, but to start the game, I think Mourinho should be bold. Go to the back four. Um, look, the history has shown that we, with the center backs we currently have, and I'm speaking of the ones who are not injured, so Ibanez, small, uh, Ibanez and Mancini, excuse me, they they were in a back four in Fonseca and they switched to a back three. They were in a back four Mourinho and they switched to a back three. So clearly it's two different coaches, something they don't like in terms of defensive coverage. But I don't think you have a choice. I think we will be worse with Kamul in the lineup. I think you line up in the four-two-three-one. I thought it looked very positive offensively yesterday. Maybe they'll be a little more conservative with it. Um, I don't think he had the greatest of games, Chelik, but coming up against Leal, I don't trust Zaleski. 
uh, at all. So I would keep uh, Chelik on the right side. Uh, I don't want to see Zaleski coming up against Leal. I, I don't think that's a matchup anybody wants to see, really. So I, I would keep Chelik and maybe bring in Spinazzola on the left, keep the two center backs. Obviously, they're going to run the double pivot of Crisante Matic. And um, Sobakin may have to get another start because I, I don't even know if Dybala can play. You have Pellegrini, El Sharari, and Tammy Abraham, but I don't even know who would start on the right side. It might have to honestly be Sobakin or maybe Volpato, but they don't really have another option unless they go with a uh, Bove and they run three midfielders and then run Pellegrini, um, Pellegrini just behind El Sharari and Tammy Abraham. They might do that as well because I, I thought Bove did okay yesterday. He did the, he had some very good ball retention and winning the ball, so he he's not bad at winning the ball high and he's very energetic. But yeah, I would line up in some sort of way between the two. I think. Me and you have been thinking the right way. Um, I was thinking that four-two-three-one. I think we got ten out of the eleven. It's just that right side. If the ball is fit, you start him. Um, so back and had a, a hit and miss game yesterday. I think he did things okay, but then struggled at times. Um, he is just come from Norwegian football, um, and he's only been in playing in Serie A what four months, so he's got time to adjust. Um, you could play a four-three-three. Um, play Matic, Cristante, Pellegrini, and then play Al Shawari, a winger, and then Abraham up top. That might give more balance to the team. Would you agree? Yeah, it would. Would and just on uh, Solback and um, when he plays that sort of, um, I-, I call it the inside forward as part of the two behind the striker. You got to play more in the half spaces and. He still has to adjust to that. So if you run a four-two-three-one or a four-three-three, it might better suit him because a lot of times yesterday, what he tried to do was flick the ball forward and beat the guy with uh, with pace. But doing that inside the half spaces, as opposed to doing it on the touchline, it's it's completely different. On the touchline, you probably have more space to do a lot more. And uh, in, in terms of what he was doing yesterday, but. In those half spaces, it's a lot harder. There's there's definitely more players around, and you got to be more aware of the spaces around you. So if they do switch it, uh, I think he would start. If they do not, well, uh, they might just go with Kambula and then run El Sharari, Tammy, and uh, Pellegrini as the uh, front as the three. front three. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, it's, it's it's interesting. I think tomorrow will tell. Um, remember, this is a busy schedule that Roma have. Um, we're not going to do a Milan preview because I may have something in the works for later in the week. Um, oh, Scott, before, yes. before we go on, I do want to, I forgot, I want to mention one more thing. I was a little concerned how I found Solbakin held up the ball a little better than Tammy Abraham, which concerned me yesterday. Uh, I don't know if that's a positive to Solbakin or a negative to Tammy, but his hold-up play um, just... It, it just wasn't there yesterday. Uh, and I actually thought Solbakken did better when he got the ball to his chest and he was backing off defenders to lay it off. It's just, it's just been a worrying sign. I, I don't know what's going on with Tammy, but just like Pellegrini, if he can find some way to get out of whatever's going on with him and show up like he did last year, it would be a major boost for us to finish off the season. I completely agree. Would you, with that, do you think, he has the attributes, Solbakken, to play as a lone striker. 
uh, he has the he has the attributes. I I don't think he not as of yet mentally. I, I don't think he he has the awareness to play it. Not yet, anyways. But give it time. Give it time. <laughs> give it time. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel that he will play in if it does happen in like a four three three because he's naturally a winger. And he played that role for Bodo Glimpse last season and at his time there. And he has to adapt to a new formation. But when he has come on and played as a right winger, when, like against Sampdoria, he played well and assisted the third goal for Stefano Ferrari with, with, with a wonderful pass. But yeah, but just give him time. Just let him cook. We'll, we'll wait and see. But um, I lost my trailer thought for a second. We, as I said, we won't do a preview for Milan because I may have something in the works. Um, before we wrap up, Joey, just some general Serie A chat. Um, I managed to catch three games over the weekend and the last 15, 20 minutes of the crazy ending to Juventus Napoli on Sunday. I think things are starting to heat up a little bit. I didn't expect Torino to win in the capital against Lazio. I was in a restaurant in London after watching Swindon play and saw the result and was like, whoa, in shock. Um, I wasn't surprised that Hellas would beat Bologna. Um, Sampdoria drawing against Spezia. I watched um, Lukaku come back to his form on Sunday morning, even though Inter had a horrific first half. But things are starting to turn in Serie A, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, What we saw with results, uh, I still think Lazio made Champions League, but maybe second uh, might be up for grabs between any of the teams. I still think it's Lazio's to lose, or them and Juventus will alternate, but uh, definitely... Uh, their performance yesterday uh, kind of pinned them back a little bit. Uh, first time I've ever seen Provadel make a mistake all season. He's been he's been class, really. And yesterday uh, he couldn't judge uh, the ball; um, it bounced over him. But uh, yeah, it was uh, was an odd result. I didn't expect that. I expected more of the Juventus to have a tougher time, and they did. And they, they really pushed to get a goal, and then you know Raspadori. Uh, ended it for them, basically bringing them the Scudetto. Uh, I did not catch the Inter game. It, it was too early for me. It starts at 6, uh, 6.30 a.m. here. But uh, I heard what you mentioned about the second half, and I rewatched a little bit, but I couldn't watch the the full game. They seem to be finding their form with Lukaku and um, Martinez. And as a Milan, um, I mean, it's a game they definitely should have won. Uh, Milan, I had no hope, you know, I had no reason to think otherwise. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting race come down the stretch. Uh, these teams have Champions League to worry about. Same with Juventus, have Europa League. So I want to see how these teams perform just leading up to those games. I knew Roma were going to be the one to struggle the most because they had to play 120 minutes and really mm. push uh, as opposed to um, AC Milan and Inter. But, uh, yeah, it's really going to heat up. I still expect teams to have shocking results and drop all the way to the end of the season. And I'll keep saying it. It's whoever screws up the least uh, is gonna take gonna take Champions League. Uh, just three other teams are just gonna stumble over the line. That's how I always say it because uh, that's what I think is gonna happen. 
because Champions League, Europa League are going to interfere with it. And I expect teams uh, from sec uh, from third to, to fifth and sixth, sorry, to all draw points. Now, the only wild card is Lazio. Uh, they lost to Torino. They have no cup to worry about. We'll see how they have a big game next week against Inter. So, uh, yeah, I expect uh, chaos until the end of the season. That's the Sunday lunchtime game, isn't it? Yes, it is. I don't know if you saw, Scott. They actually asked uh, Naples, because they have a chance to win it, to move their game to uh, play in conjunction to uh, Lazio Inter. Yeah, that's not going to happen because Napoli. No, it already got denied. <laughs> yeah, because Napoli had got the is it the two o'clock kickoff on, on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and there's um, yeah because there's two games Friday, and then there's I think there's a game. If there's not a game Monday, there may be one, but I'm not too sure. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm looking looking forward to it. I think if push comes to shove, Napoli are champions this weekend. And they were quite fortunate, would you agree? Because that goal should have counted. I don't think that was a foul. I think he got to the ball first and was a little bit stronger. Um, it, oh, I'm on the opposite of that, Scott. Oh, I really? Looked, yeah, I looked at it five, ten times over. He clipped He clipped uh, the, I don't know if the ankle or the heel before he touched the ball. Uh, the replay like slowed it down really, really, really slow. I'll try to find you the video after. He touched the player. Again, I don't know how hard it could be. You can't judge that. But he definitely touched the player before he made contact with the ball. You could see it like really slow down. So I actually thought it was a foul. Ah, uh, interesting. I thought not. No, I thought he was... um. Because it was Milik, wasn't it? It was a little bit stronger. Uh, and then... He had the goal that was disallowed because the ball went out of play and then Raspadori scoring that and then Locatelli getting pissed off because they were celebrating in front of the fans, which was quite funny. But no, Serie A's got interesting. Um, I did record Sampdoria Spezia, but then I deleted it off my TiVo because I could not be bothered to watch it. <laughs> it finished one all and it went to 102 minutes, but nah. Um, but no, um, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I just want to ask you, Scott. So, given recent result, you're still sticking with your bold prediction on the top four. I'm still confident. I'm still confident. Um, okay. This next seven days is going to be pivotal because you've got three games, two against the Milanese clubs, but both of them are at home, which is quite good, and then away at Monza. If they can win the home games and sneak something away at Monza who have done pretty well and the Palladino because I watched their game against Fiorentina and they did well to come back. I'm still confident it's just the injuries but the the good thing is that the two games against them both Milanese clubs are at home and Inter because that game is on the King's Coronation over here in the UK which is the 6th their Champions League semi-finals just a couple of days later, so it's going to be interesting to see. But Roma have two days rest more because or was it one day because their game is on the Thursday, so they they got some more rest going into the Bayer Leverkusen first leg. So I'm still positive. I'm still positive. I still think Roma will make top four. 
Okay, glad to hear. Let's just hope, uh, you know, the weekend results. This will really tell this weekend, even the other games. Um, I know you'll think Napoli will be champions, but I kind of hope it's not the case because uh, I still want to see... Uh, I, I'm honestly praying for a Lazio and Inter tie. I think that will be the best result uh, for Roma if they can somehow manage to win because that will make them push further away from Inter and um, more towards Lazio. But I, I don't know, Scott. Does Napoli win? I know they have to win, but do they win if Lazio only loses or if they draw as well? I think a draw is enough, correct? I think if they drop points... Okay. I think it's, so then, it's, yeah. yeah. So crown Napoli champions, uh, have them Lazio drop points, a nice tie would, would be great. And like I keep telling you for Napoli, I, you know, good season on them. Hope they do it. Just one last game to concentrate is against Inter, uh, like the third or fourth match they left in the season. That's, that's all I care about from Napoli. But on that, I just, you know, hope uh, Lazio Inter both can drop points and Roma can do their thing barring the injuries. We'll see what happens on the weekend. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Um, I think that will probably wrap up. Um, we've gone just over half hour. I didn't want to do a longish pod, even though we've got a Roma have got a big game this weekend. Um, guys, you can follow us at lemagicast.com and you can find all our previous episodes on the website. Uh, you can find us on the podcast platform, so your Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, etc., etc., um, Joey, thank you very much for joining me on this Thursday early evening for me and probably late, early, sorry, actually early afternoon for yourself. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. It's always a pleasure. Um, I'm off to watch some football in a bit and hopefully Swindon can make it three wins in a row and end the season on a little bit of a high as we won't be getting the playoffs. But uh, enjoy your weekend. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Or enjoy the rest of the weekend of football. Um, we'll hopefully have an episode later in the week previewing the big game against AC Milan on, on Saturday uh, Saturday evening I'm missing the game because I'm at a game but I have it on record but that's enough for me rambling enjoy the rest of the week, ciao ciao